What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Third Out with No Whiskey and Bryson French. Now, it was a pretty, pretty exciting week here in baseball. Uh, your guy, Pujol, surpassed A-Rod there on his chase, you know, to 700 home runs. 697 now, right? Three I, believe so. I believe so. But fourth place, man. That's like, I'm just amazed that he has climbed this height, really. This is all time level. Because I mean, you think of the, the top three, are three of the best players ever, and then Pujols is there at number four now. So mm-hmm. That amazing, amazing what's going on there. Yeah. So among other news, uh, we had a, a poll there to get to see who would be, be on the team of the month. Andre, yeah. Andre Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah, he won that. Yeah, that so was a close poll too. Yeah, that was that was probably our closest poll that we've had. So he, I, uh, I think all of our players, well, I mean, all the we've had a lot of really close ones. Yeah, there's been a lot of engagement on that, guys. Uh, we do appreciate that and you know, getting your votes in, getting your opinion on here. Um, now, two players, you know, won, you know, players of the week, and the players absolutely went on with Freeman, that Freddie Freeman there, and then Bo Bichette. Yeah, this is picked by MLB, not by us. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, by MLB. Yeah, we normally record on Sundays, so we normally don't talk about this. But yeah, we're recording on a Monday today, so we actually just got the alert. But yeah, Freeman went off. He's been going off a lot recently in the, in the latter half of the year. Leads yeah, it's I believe right. Yeah, I'm probably about yeah Battle about since yeah the All Star break, he's been playing very very well. But and yeah, so, shit, I mean, he's been hot the past couple weeks as well. Yes, yeah, it, now, now since the All Star break, it's been a little while. Yeah. Now, that kind of ties into what our main topic is there, Boba Shett. Uh, we're going to be talking about the AL East today as that uh, kind of not this finishing is, up our series. Very interesting. Yeah, this is a yeah. very very interesting uh, division here. So like you said, this is the last, last division we had to look at. Yeah, yeah we're finally finishing that up. Yeah, so we're gonna have to come up some. That's a good time. Yeah, yeah, about right there at the end of the year, we're gonna have to find some other topics to talk about. So, guys, you know, if you got topics you want us to talk about, you know, DM us. You know, tell us what you want us to talk about, and we'll probably talk about it. Yeah, we got playoffs coming up too. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah, playoffs but, coming up. We haven't done a power rank. We did. We did some at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we did do like an end of year power. Yeah, we need. Yeah, I was just thinking that before we started recording, we haven't done one of those in a while, probably since the All Star break. The one yeah, we did because right we've had that. so much, so many other things to talk about too. Yeah, oh, we've had a lot. We've had a lot. Had yeah, a lot so, yeah, it's been a very interesting year here. But yeah, so we'll we'll hop right in here. To the AL East, uh, very a lot of these teams have been very surprising, uh, whether that's good or bad, and. The first team we'll talk about is one of those on the bad end there, the Boston Red Sox, a team a lot of people, not necessarily us, had winning this division. Definitely not us. And they are in last place at a 42-57 and 57 record against 500 teams. 
So, I mean, yeah, not playing well against the good teams. Not so playing, good, yeah, not playing, not playing well against the bad teams either. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they're ninth in OPS, twenty fifth in ERA, so they're hitting all right. Mm-hmm. Pitching is just atrocious. Yeah, and if you look at the roster, I think you can see that just by looking at the names. Yeah, I mean, you can't really recognize a lot of these pitchers. And then Chris Sale, in his first start back, came back, yeah. broke his hand or pinky, whatever it was, but that ball hit right back to him against the Yankees. So it, it's been a series of bad luck and just bad pitching there for the Red Sox. There are a few players, yeah. you know, the handful of players that are playing well. I mean, Xander, uh, Devers, I mean, they got some players, but they're in that in-between stage. We, we've been talking about it. Pretty much every time we talk about the Red Sox since we started the podcast, are they going to rebuild? Are they going to compete? I mean, they're in that weird area. And they're in the weird area because they overperformed. Like, yes. just going back a couple years, I was talking about this on the Instagram, too. Like you said, we talk about it every time. Talk about the Red Sox. But just to give you a history recap here, like, 2020, the pandemic year, like, before that, they had been really good. That was when they mm-hmm. were, like, making their World Series runs. They were really good in the playoffs a lot of years. 2020 comes around, things are starting to fall off. Right? The roster is kind of falling apart at this point. And COVID hit, and they did terrible in that season. And I was like, all right, well, it's, it's probably like rebuilding time, something like that. Right? 2021 hit, though, and they just like flipped everything. And they played really well with a bunch of random players, it seemed like. You know, they had the stars on offense, but you know, they played really well. And it put them in such a weird position because they hadn't established the newly flipped roster. And they were playing well. So it was, are they buyers? Are they sellers? What are they doing? They still haven't figured that out. Yeah, I think at the end of this season, I think they'll figure it out that they pretty much just overperformed when they were doing well here the last few years. And I mean, there's going to be a lot of roster shakeup, or that I would think. Um, I was surprised. Yeah, Xander is a free agent. Yeah, Xander's uh, free agent. Uh, JD. Yeah, JD's free agent. A lot of these guys who we had talked about just assumed they were gone. And yeah. and that they kept them all. Yep. And they've those guys want to stay here. They like the environment. But we'll see if the team can pay that. You yes. know, do you want to pay Xander and JD when you know you're not going to compete for a couple of years? Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, they have good youth. The good youth is in like single A right now. Yeah, so it's going to be a while before this team's up to par like they were in 18 when they won the World Series. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's going to take them a little while to bridge the gap to get these young guys up here. And they have middle infields as the top prospects. So, mm-hmm. maybe don't need Xander. <laughs> maybe don't even need Story. We'll see. Yeah, and Stories, I mean, he's locked up for a while on a lot of money. Yeah. So, he's, he, he's the one guy that I think you can't get rid of. Everybody else, I think you can get rid of and flip. You got to build around Devers. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Devers is like 24. Yeah. Devers, Devers is definitely the cornerstone of this team if they do a rebuild. Uh, Bogarts, I, they would get a haul out of for him. But yeah. Are, are they trying Tommy to get. Tommy Pham? Yeah. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. Tommy really well. I just want to throw that up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting trying to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. So we think they should rebuild whether they do or not. We'll see. Yes. Um, they are in last place in the division, but they're not that bad. No. It's just. Were they like three games below 500? Like it's not much. Yeah. It's not a lot, but 
I mean, everybody in this division is competitive now. Yeah. I mean, they were until a couple months ago, every single, or I'll maybe probably not even that long. Every team in this division was above 500 or at 500. Yeah. And they yeah. still are. Red Sox, are three, Red, Sox. Yeah. Red Sox, three games behind uh, 500 here. Trying to get standings up real quick. Sorry. Yeah. So, and th- yeah, the Red Sox are the only team that is uh, yeah. below 500. Got the Yankee, Yankees, you know, above, way above 500. And then all the way down to the Baltimore. There are six games above 500. Yeah. So, last thing before we move on. There's one of the other pitchers. You mentioned 25th in ERA, and you mentioned Chris Sale injury, right? But this pitching is really bleak, honestly. Yes. Um, they have stars to hold the offense together, but they just, the rotation's a carousel at this point. <laughs> like, I don't know, Michael Walker's been their best pitcher, and he's been in and out with injuries and stuff, and he's been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Since the All Star break, the rest of the rotation just who knows what's going to be out there. Woodlock's been decent, but hasn't started that much. I mean, Pavetta's the only guy I think above 100 innings. He's got a 4.3 ERA. And then it's just like 10 other guys getting starts randomly. So that's not good. Yeah. I mean, they got to, that's got to be what they address first. Because once they get the pitching set up, I mean, their defense is good enough to win them games. Yeah. And the bullpen, you only have one guy in there. It's mm-hmm. John Shriver, who is the only person worth mentioning. The rest of the bullpen is bad, too. So that goes long pitching. All right, Baltimore now. Again, they are, you said, six games above 500? Yeah, 73 and 67. Wow. Did not see this one coming. No, I think we, honestly... You know, across the board, had Baltimore finishing last in the division. Really not yeah. even being competitive as a last no. place team. And now they're in the wild card competition. I mean, they're like, what, three plus games out? But like, I just saw they're, they're five and a half. Five and a half games out. So that seems like a decent amount. But they're the first team out, which means nobody else is closer than that. So. Yeah, so the first, they're five and a half games wow. back from Baltimore, or not Baltimore, uh, Toronto. So, 22nd in OPS, 11th in ERA. The real reason they're making this push now, I think it's all because they have the rush. Yeah, I mean, he's leading this team. He's really been the lightning rod that this team needed. I mean, and then Gunnar Henderson there, too. Yeah. Adley, since he's been called up, he would be rookie of the year if he'd been here a full year, but he hasn't been here Absol- year, so. Absolutely, yes. I mean, I yeah. don't think I think that would probably be the easiest award outside of Judge being the MVP. Yeah, is if he was up he's, for a full year. He's clutch. I was watching the other day; they were down to like three. He was up the bases loaded. And he just hit a double, clear the bases. Just like he's clutch. Comes in when it matters, and that's a rookie too. Like you don't see that from rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, One thirty-one OPS plus, which is insane for a catcher. Um, he's played 90 games and he's third among catchers in war. Mm-hmm. Which basically to me means that if he played a full season, he'd be the best catcher 
Do you yeah, see it, any objection with that? No. Yeah, I've I seen multiple, you know, outlets on Instagram Twitter talking about how if he was up there, I mean, it wouldn't even be in question if he'd be the best, the best catcher. I mean, he's just that good. Yeah. I mean, the, the war is incredible that he has stacked. He's stacked up almost five through half the season. Almost five wins above replacement. And then JT Ramito has like five. So he's yeah. at like 4.8 in JT. Or then it's like, uh, Sean Murphy at five. That uh, Ramito so just a little bit above that, like five point something. Yeah. So he would have right almost, there. He would almost, he'd have almost 10 at this point if he played a full year, which would be MVP level mm-hmm. to, to point it out to. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, he was the number one prospect in all of baseball and then. They redid the list after a lot of those guys moved up to the big leagues. And Gunnar Henderson was the number two prospect in all of baseball. And then he got called up. Yeah. And, and so you mentioned he's been alive. Wow. Yeah. I remember the first game he got called up. It was either the first or second game. You texted me and it was like, wow, Gunnar Henderson is good. And I, was, I hadn't seen him play until. So I started watching the highlights of him. But yeah, this kid can play. I mean, he was, I don't want to say it was a surprise because he was the number two prospect. But I wasn't really expecting him to come up this soon. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he he's playing lights out. Yeah. Baltimore is going to be, I don't want to say really good, but they're they're in, in good hands. As long as these yeah. guys pan out and stay up there, they're going to be good. And then, you know, you got the rest of the – the offense before we start talking about the rest of the prospects in the pitching, which was 11th in ERA, which is really their strong suit. Um, Mountcastle is only 25 years old. I mean, it yeah. feels like he's been in the MLB for a long time at this point, but yeah, he's a solid first baseman. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, he's one of the, yeah, he's one of the better first basemen in the league. I mean, yeah, like I said, I feel like he's been in the league. You know, 10 years. I had no idea. He's only 25. That kind of surprises me. Jorge Mateo is the best defensive player in all of baseball by war. Hmm. I did not know he, that. He's a league average hitter, maybe a little bit below that, but defense, man. Got it. Um, we talked about Anthony Santan there a decent amount. Mm-hmm. He is the anchor of the offense, really, because he's been there. Seems like he's been there the longest. He's the clutch one. Um, and he's got a 124 OPS plus 27 home runs and 80 RBIs at this point in the season. So he's really like the foundation of the lineup. Adley's is a new superstar coming up. He's the foundation. And then you got Cedric Mullins, Austin Haynes, Ramon Urias. Like those aren't bad hitters either. So this team is full of good potential. And it just, it's taken them to this point in the year to start figuring that out. If they had figured this out at the beginning of the year, they would actually maybe hold a wild card spot. Yeah, I think they would. Um, yeah, because especially with the way that the uh, Toronto was playing there at the beginning, they would have caught the momentum. Yeah, there's a very good chance if they would have figured out really just a month earlier, they could be holding a spot. Yeah. Now the pitching has been the thing that's been figured out most mm-hmm. of the year, but it's not the starting rotation. Yes. The rotation is actually kind of bad. Yeah. Which opens the door. Grayson Rodriguez is their number two prospect. And he looks like he could be a star. 
Yeah, he could be pretty good. He's yet to make a big league appearance. But I saw somebody else saying he could be an opening day starter making his major league debut next year. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't surprise me. Especially with that the, would, Yeah, with the way the starting rotation is now. Yeah, I I can see them giving him a chance. And that would be, I think, the start of this rotation maybe turning this around and getting that's really their weakness because yes, the offense was twenty second OPS, but it's already fixed itself at this point in the season, I think. Mm-hmm. Going into next year their offense is fine as it stands right now. The starting pitching is the concern for next year. Because I don't know who they have to trust at the top. And Grayson Rodriguez would be the one. And then they just need a two two and three. And then they have guys who can fill four and five. Mm-hmm. Already. Um the bullpen though is good. To show you how good it is, they traded Jorge Lopez, who's one of the best closers in the game. Yeah. And they replaced him with an even better closer. And Felix Bautista, who has 12 saves and 1.62 ERA since that trade. So, the bullpen is amazing. They're, they're just so deep. They're li- that's what that's what got them to the left ERA in MLB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, here. that bullpen is one of the best in the league. All right. Third place, the wildcard team, the Blue Jays. Yeah, the last holding wild card in the AL. Yeah. Not many games against teams about 500. Yeah. Uh, 37 and 44, so a losing record in these games. Yeah, pretty much the the same as Baltimore. Yeah. They are fourth in OPS and 12th in ERA. So the offense is really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Starting behind the plate again, because that's where we started with Baltimore, and I another catcher I really like. Alejandro Kit, excuse me, Alejandro Kirk. He's been one of the best offensive players in baseball. Mm-hmm. He is fourth among catchers four behind Ramuso Murphy and of course Adley Rushman. Um the defense is what he lacks a little bit. Those other three guys do have really good defense. They've elevated themselves above him a little bit in terms of war. But I mean, he is a great hitter as a catcher. I mean, he's, he's the leader of the team, and this team has so many other stars on it. Um, and one of those other stars is Vlad Jr., who's actually starting to heat up now. Yeah, he's really starting to heat back up. I mean, 275, 27 home runs, and OPS above 130. Yeah. And then they got a rookie at second base, Santiago Espinal, who's uh, just been a solid addition there. Bobochette. We said, you know, player of the week. He's starting to heat up a little bit on um, past mm-hmm. month. Yeah, I would assume we're going to see him play the month conversation. I would assume so as well. I mean, the last month, month and a half, give her. I mean, he's been playing very, very well. Yeah, cause at the beginning of the year, I mean, he was terrible. I mean, I remember watching games where he wasn't even close to hitting the ball. Yeah, and he should be a guy that can hit rabbit if he's not that. Yeah, Matt Chapman. Has been a surprising leader of this team. Yes. Offensively. Yeah, and it just kind of just all of a sudden started like something clicked. And. Because it was not a good start. No. I mean, it, he was probably. He, him and Boba Chet were both about the same. I mean, they looked awful. I think he looked worse, even. Like, he was. Yeah. He was really struggling. I think we defended him by saying, like, yeah, he's there to play defense. 
Yeah, but yeah. he turned yeah, that around. Was he in our game that we talked that we were doing there? Yeah, he was. If he was going to turn around or not? Yeah, I thought yeah. he was. Yeah, that's when you know he was off to a terrible start. Yeah, I mean because most of those guys were. Whew, yeah. Rough. Um, interesting fact with him, he his defense has actually not been that good this year. He's forty first percentile now to the average. Hmm. So that's that's very interesting. Yeah. Wonder if going to Toronto has something to do with that. Maybe that field plays a little faster, giving him some trouble, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, to the outfield though, Guriel and Springer have been really good. They've been really quiet, mm-hmm. quietly good. Yeah. Throw in Teoscar Hernandez. That's a really good outfield. Um, but you could also put Teoscar Hernandez at DH, and then Tapia is not such a great right fielder. But they have to put somebody at DH, somebody in right field. So yeah. Toppy is kind of a, a, weak, a weakness out there. Yeah, he, he's their weak link, if if you want to call it that. But I mean, what there has to be that, that, yeah, and they kind of just ha- they have to do that because I mean, you they don't really have another option. You can put Teoscar in right, which is kind of a defensive liability, but mm-hmm. put him in right, and then you can let Alejandro Kirk DH every once in a while, and then you have Danny Jansen, who's really good catcher you can put back there as well yeah i mean i guess so, you could do that it's not that much better no yeah i mean you're just switching one for the other you can back up catcher around me on top of you want like so rotation i was really hyped for this rotation yeah it's not really worked out no engine review just... is out yeah that's a big blow after the season uh, he was replaced by Ross Stripling, who has been really good. Three, basically a three flat ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, your guy, Alec Manoa. Yeah, he's gone off. Yeah, very good. Kind of fell off out of the Cy Young race a little bit here recently, but still playing yeah, very, 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 very well. Not so much that he got blown up at any point. It's just no. The other guys are kind of catching up to him. He had a little bit more, maybe. But yeah, he's he's still got two point four two ERA, which is definitely within the Zion consideration. Yes, yeah, he's not at the top. Kevin Gosman, uh, team leading one hundred and seventy strikeouts in one hundred fifty innings. His ERA is a little over three, but I trust his experience, even though he's been a little hot and cold at times. The struggle, though, Barrios and Kikuchi did not step up in the way we thought. Or no, they needed them to. No, I mean, really bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, they brought Barrios in there to be the ace. Yeah, and I, shoot, he may not even be the three guy. Definitely not. If, if you go Manila, Gosman, Ross, Stripling right now. Yeah, and that—that's what I would go, and then Barrios and Kikuchi there, flip or flop, four or five. Yeah, exactly. And I—I I would take Barrios because. We've been over it. He has better stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he has pitches that can be dominant. He doesn't trust it. Yeah. That's what hurts him. Yeah, and it, we were talking about this in three, four podcasts ago. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he switched and he started using his other stuff. And then he quit. Yeah. He'll he'll heat up. He'll figure it out for a little while and he gets, gets burnt. Yeah, and it's he when he... Much. Yeah, yeah. 
Tony only throws his fastball. Fastball and like his changeup. He'll get. I don't. I don't understand how he has to figure it out. Honestly, maybe yeah. we're oversimplifying it or something. But like, there's got to be something else going on. Yeah. But we see him using all of his pitches, trusting all of his pitches, and it's amazing. And he goes out there and he's just throwing fastball and changeups and he's getting smacked. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't uh, the make bullpen. Any sense. Yeah. The bullpen, Romano has been great. David Phelps has been good. Uh, Anthony Bass and Zach Pop, personally, I believe these are some of the best sneaky trade additions that we saw mm-hmm. on the year. Um, yeah. Because their bullpen was really shallow. And those two, I mean, a 1.17 ERA and 2.35 ERA. So, I mean, those two have been really good. But on to the race. And I wrote this. I wrote this before their series with the Yankees. Keep that in mind. Yeah, before before the Yankees series, they were really hot, and they even took the first game out of that series. Yeah, but, I think that was when I wrote this. They were like nine and one or eight and two in their last ten games or something. Yeah, and then, at that point in time. Yeah, then the Yankees just all of a sudden blew up and blew up. Well, against the Rays, they've been performing a little bit better. Well, I mean, 10 runs in the past two games against the Rays. Yeah. So the Rays, 22nd in OPS, 4th in ERA. We say this a lot, and I feel really repetitive because we talked about Boston. It was repetitive. We talked about Barrios and saying the same thing we've said all season. Talk about the Rays. It's the same thing we've said for, for ever since we started this podcast. They got the pitching to go as far as they want. Mm-hmm. They don't have the offense. No, I mean, and that's their that's been their issue for the last three years, probably. Yeah. Now, I would like to think this offense is possibly more dangerous than it's been in the last three years. This may be their best chance. Um, Yanni Diaz and Randy Rosarena are killing right now. Right, and Rosarena always does it going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's not that much of a surprise. But Wander Franco is back now. Yeah. He has not been back since the first half of the season. So that's yeah. big. They they really do have some solid offensive players who are figuring it out. I mean you got Mejia behind the plate, who's average offensively, you know, but he's a solid catcher. G Man Choi, who I really like, Brandon Lowe, is decent. You got guys stepping up all around, like Isaac Paredes, uh, Manuel Margot, uh, Harold Ramirez. David Peralta's even been good since the trade deadline. So, like, where did these guys come from? It's been amazing. I don't know. The offense, this may be their best chance. I mean, I know they got smacked up, smacked by the Yankees a little bit recently, but. Yeah, I mean, they're only down. Yeah, they're only down five and a half games in the. In the division, I don't know if they get the division, but I mean that's just how good they're pl- they've been playing here the last few few weeks. Yeah. I mean, because even when the Yankees were playing absolutely horrible, they were still between twelve and nine games up. So the Rays, yeah. I mean, they got really hot. They're closing the gap there. Uh, they may get the Yankees there in the first round, but yeah, I mean this team. If they would, if their offense gets it together, they could be one of the. They would be one of the best teams in the league. This is, I think, the first time where I'm in the 
position where I may say their offense isn't actually holding them back on the mid of the offseason as much as it has been years past. Yes. They may actually be all right. Yeah, they're all right, but I still don't think it's to the point where it needs to be. No, probably not. But the pitching, though. Pitching yeah. is so good. Yes, I mean, that's really what's been holding this team together as far as good as it is. is Three years. Yes. Not just now, like three years at this point. And McClanahan is uh, currently hurt, so that hurts. Mm. That hurts him a lot. Uh, McClanahan threw 24 starts against 2.2 ERA. Um, Glass now is starting to make minor league appearances. That oh, I did not know that. That's, that's pretty big for him. Yeah. Um, in classics race style, there's not a whole lot to talk about on the pitching side other than just a ton of unknown players with less than 100 innings with the sub three ERAs. Yep. I mean, same story has been for the last three years. And it's a good style because you just don't let your pitchers get seen. You keep them, you know, keep them hidden. Their stuff stays fresh. Hitters can't figure it out. It, it really works. Um, you got like Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Colin Posh, Brooks Raley, Pete, uh, Pete Fairbanks. Like a lot of those guys are really good. Um, Adam Fairbanks and Raley are, are some of my favorites really in this conversation. But yeah. A lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, they, when you got that many guys, it is extremely easy to run the pitching staff the way they do. I mean, 90% of them have under 100 innings. You know, pitcher or, Hitters can't figure out the pitches. Arms stay fresh. Pitch, so pitch counts aren't going way up. All these guys are most likely going to be healthy for the playoffs. I mean, if every team, them on them. yeah, I mean, it. I'm surprised a lot more teams don't try to do the do this the way the Rays are. Granted, they may not be able to find this amount of many pitchers, but I mean, there's not really many teams that do this at all this proves one thing to me pitching gets you through the regular season mm -hmm. it does not get easier to play off, especially pitching depth yeah i should say pitching depth will get you through the regular season with an amazing record but you need the offense and the top part of your pitching to make it, yes. make it through the playoffs so that's that's our review of the race for the past X amount of years at this point. Yeah. Right. Who knows when it's going to change. But the offense is heating up, so maybe it'll start changing now, whether it's this postseason or going into the next. But let's move now to the last team in the American League East, who is the top team in the American League East, and that is the New York Yankees. The first team we've seen with a winning record above teams who are 500, 50 and 40 against those teams. Mm -hmm. A run difference of 200 runs. Fifth in OPS and third in ERA. The Yankees are absolutely killing it this year. Yeah, with that being said, they are very cold right now. They're kind of on the way up, but they've, they've been pretty cold. Now, injuries has been a huge part of that. Yeah, so looking at the offense, we'll, we'll take a really good look at injuries here. Um, Jose Trevino been really good behind the player, right? Especially defensively. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, started to emerge this year. Uh, Judge obviously has been insane. He's been the leader of this team. Absolutely incredible. Who 
is helping him. Because if you looked at their starting lineup the past couple of days, you'd be hard-pressed to find a team in the playoff line with more players below a league average OPS in their starting lineup. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of injuries that have had to do with this. Yeah, I mean, right now, I don't think anybody is. I mean, everybody. there'll be a few games here and there where somebody will. Like, IKF had one a couple of di- days ago. Torres had one yesterday. Um, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera has been a very pleasant surprise, more so on the defensive end and the offensive end. But he's he's had some clutch hits the last few few games. Um, so every once in a while, you know, they'll be a game. But for the most part, it's just him. I mean, it was Matt Carpenter there for until he got injured. I mean, yeah. he was pl- he was playing MVP level. He wasn't in the MVP conversation, but that's how good he was for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, you know, Stanton before he was hurt. I mean, so all these guys, he had help until these guys got hurt, and oh, then absolutely. it was gone. I mean, and it was like once one guy got hurt, everybody got hurt. You know, yeah. it'd be two guys and here, they'd start to come back, then two more guys. I mean, it was just all over. He's playing right now. Uh, he, yeah. I think he's getting he's his timing. Himself, right? Yeah, he's getting his timing back. I think he's starting to look like himself here. Um, the last few games, I think he's been playing pretty well. I saw a video of, I think it was the first game of the Twins, or not the Twins series, of the Rays series, where he had a changeup thrown to him, and it was so slow. He had to readjust his feet mid-pitch and hit a home run. So he's starting to hit like himself it took him about three four weeks to get and get back to it but he's finally playing well um you know you got bader who obviously is not going to help on the offensive end most likely he'll probably hit eighth or ninth but he's come he's looking fairly decent uh to come back here in the next week or so it's going to start his rehab assignment Brizzo has not came back. He's been, he's been cleared, but I don't think he's came back yet. Yeah, uh, he's got a couple of days. Then he yeah, won't, he won't be long. That'll no. be another big help. Yeah, I think next series he'll start playing. Um, he was playing pretty well before his back started spazzing on him. Uh, you know, and that's just big. protection in the lineup. Even if those guys, if if he and Stanton aren't playing well, at least yeah, them just being there is protection. But they're yeah. not even like Stan's barely there, and Rizzo's not there. Like, yeah, and then DJ, I mean he he's playing well defensively and at the plate, unless there's a runner in scoring position. I saw something where he's having the worst year of his career when runners are on he's scoring. Right, he doesn't even have a timetable to return right now. Is it true? Yeah, so who knows when he'll be back? Um, but Ben Attendee, yeah, Ben Attendee. Uh, who knows when he'll, I don't think he has a timetable, but I don't think they're, he's not out for a significant amount of time, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all these injuries, I mean, they just piled on and on and on. Those are all the good players too. Those yeah. aren't even like supporting cast. That's just the good players. Yeah. And I mean, they essentially, I saw one game and one lineup that they had, and it was a lineup that wouldn't have surprised me to be a triple A lineup with Aaron Judge on it doing a rehab assignment. Yeah. I mean, it was that. I can't remember who it was, but it was like Cabrera. I think Hicks was on it. I mean, there was a bunch of people on it. 
Marvin all, Gonzalez on there. Yeah, Marvin Gonzalez. Uh, I mean, all the guys they had just called up was on it. So, yeah, Glaber Torres is like mildly below league average offensively, bad defense. Yeah, I can. Mean, you said he was clutch. He's been. He has been. Uh, but the rest of his bat has been bad. Yeah, but the rest bad of his. Defense. Yeah, I mean, the whole point they brought him there was for defense, and it hasn't been to, it hasn't been up to par. I mean, now he has switched to be playing third base, which he has okay. looked he's looked very good at third base. I think that he started the Ray series, I believe, at third. Um, pretty pretty much, yeah. I mean, and he's been playing extremely well there at third. I mean, that really is his natural position too. I mean, he play. He just hasn't played there since 2020. Yeah, uh, Donaldson has not looked good either. Um, no, Donaldson is more on the year. Yeah, he something's up with him. He start. I think he started off the year looking really good, and then he just kind of fizzled out there. Um, but he has to. Yes, got to get healthy there. Pitching staff though. The pitching staff has no. is not too bad. Uh. They have yeah. their moment. Yeah. Garrett Cole, 3.2 ERA right now, which is like basically his career ERA. Maybe it's a bit higher. Yeah. Oh, but now, he's still solid. Yeah. I mean, he's playing very well. Or he's pitching well. I wouldn't look too much into the ERA being a little high for him. Uh, he's still pitching extremely well, still striking people out. His thing is every sure, once in a while he gets yeah. blown up. It's like yeah. one in every five starts. He'll give up like three runs in the first inning. So, yeah. yeah Nestor, right. I haven't heard anything about Nestor in a while. He was hurt. He's back now, I believe. Uh, I think he's probably, I would assume he's on track for a second start, second or third start from being back. But yeah, I mean, his height kind of dropped significantly. Yeah. And then. Start. Domingo German is finally settling in a little bit. Uh, James Italian is not really settling in. And Frankie Montas is not looking so good either. Um, on the bullpen side of things, the bullpen, Clay Holmes has been pretty good. Juan has been alright. He has been lights out. Luis Rubinio, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a pretty good bullpen. Yeah, I mean, it, they... You know, they didn't start off the season great. Um, but I mean, they, they're better than the starters now, I believe. I mean, the bullpen's pitching very good. They had those trade deadlines that they made for the bullpen. I mean, they were really performing well. I mean, Lou Trevino, I think it was his first outing. He didn't look so great. But after that, I mean, he's looked fantastic. How do you see Yankees doing in the postseason? No, I think it, their thing is, it, as usual, it depends on their matchup. Um, but I think they, if they are healthy going into the offseason, or not the, the postseason, if they have majority of their guys back, I think I think they can, they'll get to the World Series. If they don't, they very well could be a first-round exit. Yeah, it really does depend on the support from that lineup. Honestly, mm-hmm. is really what it comes down. To. It comes down to if they're healthy or not. Now, 
a lot of these guys, you know, Matt Carpenter is supposedly on pace to be back. Supposedly. Uh, whether if that's at the beginning of the postseason or whatever, he's apparently on track. Uh, you know, Bader should help defensively there because center field needs help. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Hicks and Marv, I mean, Aaron Hicks has been absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's why they brought up Cabrera there and put him in right and shifted, you know, Judge or whoever else playing in left into center. But if they're healthy, you know, I don't know if they'd be as good as they were at the beginning of the year, but. They're definitely a World Series team if healthy. If not, depending on who they get matched up with, I think right now it's the Rays. But the first round is, what, is a three-game series, correct? Yes. Yes. Maybe not the first round, but definitely the second or the ALCS. They could be knocked out yeah. if they're not healthy. Or Especially if they're not, with the starting pitching depth that they have. Yes. You need the offense to get you through. Mm-hmm. The starting pitching can carry you through three games set, even if the offense is there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I'm Frankie Montas. I mean, there's just he's so inconsistent. I mean, he was. I remember he was the guy that I wanted them to trade for. You know, when we were having yeah, that. He was that, like an ace. Yeah, and I mean, you have him and Cole as your one and two. Um, you know, flip flop them depending on matchups. And, I mean, I don't want to say he's non-existent, but he's definitely not the pitcher he was in Seattle. Like, he has his moments. Like, he'll have a every so every so often when his starts, you know, he'll look like his Seattle self, but then the next one he'll get blown up. Very true. Very true. Well, alrighty, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed our breakdown of the New York League East. Next week, we got to start talking about playoffs. Coming right up. We'll probably give one final preview playoffs before they start also got to run through uh power ranking we got a couple other things but like noah said uh, give us a suggestion if you want us to talk about something hit us up dm us follow us on instagram all those things hope you guys have a great week we'll see you guys next week